but basically, she, you know, I was thinking about it. And she <laughs> was like, she was a big Peace Corps lady, and she was just like, "You will never be Peace Corps material." Like, she was oh, no. so mad at me. But that was her one big diss to me. You know, you never she, be Peace Corps material. That was her like telling me to like fuck off. That's like in the trailer for your life movie. We are broadcasting live in this current moment. And although we may seem incoherent at some point, rest assured that we will be vindicated through the lens of time when the Earth is is inhabited by super intelligent evolved crows. But until that happens, we'll be scratching out art in the shed. I'm Mad Carl. I'm Normal Andy. I'm producer Chris. And uh, with us we have Alex Theodoropoulos and Tara Foley. Yes, we're really glad to be here. Hi. Hey, I love that intro. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. Uh, Did you hear the intro? I think I had the. I was. I think I had the music on a little too loud. Oh wait, I have to crack a beer. Very much like a Quentin Tarantino uh, movie, I felt. Carl, like I'm gonna I'm gonna crack the beer as well. I also cracked a beer. All right, here we oh, go. I'm doing fine. Oh, yeah. I'm all good. <laughs> I am. Uh, should I? Should we talk about what beer we're drinking? Yeah, that's something you do. Or hey, I don't what know are you the host? Like Afri- no, no. Whose <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> show are we on? <laughs> what are you drinking? No. Oh. so. I am drinking something I have. So right now, by the way, we are visiting my parents in um, in Lower New York, a little north of New York City, and um, along the Hudson River. And often, lately, well, I, I love beer, but for the most part, I've been drinking a lot of pilsners and lagers. Um, I'm all about the, the the bottom fermentation these days. However, opening my mom's fridge um, was a beer I've never seen before. And lo and behold, I think it's because she had a visitor from Massachusetts. Ah. And this beer is a it's a pale ale, and it's from a treehouse. Oh my god! That's a yeah. That's the best beer ever. Really? Yeah? Wow. I'm psyched. Well, I'm pouring it right now. I'm really excited. What's it it's, called? It's, is it just called treehouse? Literally, the it's no, called. It's not... Yeah, there's no name. There's actually a photo of a guy with a mask. COVID mask, oh. and it's, it says John, and then there's... Very whole, strange. It's called John. <laughs> Treehouse is one of the best breweries in Massachusetts and or, and probably the country. Oh, this is delicious, Carl. Mm-hmm. It's like... Believe a it. Nice, it's got a nice haziness to it. It's a little bit juicy. So you're, how does uh, it take and have a taste? Tell us what it's like. Oh, I mean, it, it's it's definitely... It's got the New England style. Um, it's not... Which is good. It's not a... It's not up to the, the par of an... Um, of an IPA, uh, so it's it's definitely more of a pale ale. It's a nice, smooth creaminess to it. Beautiful color, and like I said, hazy, and a bit Dang. juicy. Yeah, I smell a little aroma. It's got a little mango. Um, nice. Yeah, a little, yeah, and smooth. It's just really refreshing, Chris. I love it. Carl and Alex. You're a, le- you're a regular <laughs> Sam Adams. Oh, oh yeah. I, like I said, I really appreciate beer. Yeah. <laughs> Who is Carl? Don't you make what are you drinking, you guys? Tara, what are you drinking? Oh God, some cheap, some cheap red wine. Um, I don't know, just a Cabernet that was yeah. in Alex's mom's refrigerator. Yeah, it's called Black Station. <laughs> nice. 
Is it from Yolo County? I don't Hello. know where that is. Good. But... Andy seems mm. to have a little yeah. enthusiasm for, yeah, Black Station. Woo! <laughs> okay, yeah. Anyway, now we have our, anyone else? Yeah, any other cool beer yeah, Carl, series? Carl, Carl, what are you drinking? I have an epiphany. I literally oh, you just had an epiphany. <laughs> That's the beer I'm drinking. Epiphany. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. epiphany. oh. it's called epiphany. Okay. Oh okay. my god, that's hilarious! I oh. thought you really had an epiphany. I know, I really. Yeah. Because it was a long <laughs> pause. I can't hear you. It's time, so it's a long pause, and you're like, "I had an epiphany." So, okay, all right. Right. It's literally an epiphany. Yeah, a beer. Chris, Chris how about yourself? Oh me? Oh. Uh, I'm having a chocolate cherry yeti imperial stout from. Oh, Great oh. so oh, I know. I'm really. I don't know. It's winter time, so I I always end up drinking uh, porters and stouts. Yeah, yeah I hear you. I, I, yeah, it does awesome. make sense. And the Yeti factor too. Yeah. Oh good. yeah. Yeah, that always gets me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, Chris. Um, I'm going. Of course, it has Kubeb in it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've got a balsamic vinegar infused with Kubeb. Star anise and cinnamon, so I stripped it down to the Whoa. basics, and then that is just something that I'm just mixing with some seltzer water and uh, honey at the Whoa. moment to test that out. So it's it's a evolving it's evolving in the glass as I'm drinking it, and I'm deciding awesome. what I like and wow. don't like about it. So, you, when you're making your drinks, do you do you try to do something new every time, or are you just slowly messing with the same formula? I'm kind of like narrowing in. It's like archery where you're shooting for the bullseye and you're adjusting right. each time. That's kind of how right. I think of it. And then <laughs> then I get one thing and I'm like, okay, that's that thing. And then yeah. I go on to a new thing. Cool. Yeah. That's a great approach. It's kind of like art. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, you think you're trying to perfect something and then all of a sudden you realize like a month later, like, whoa, I was trying to perfect that. Now I'm on some totally different road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, we know that. what that feels like. <laughs> totally different roads. All yeah. The time. yeah. All right. So this is this is our first time interviewing two people at once. I think. Uh, so so we're gonna. This is an experiment as usual. Most of a most of them are experiments. So, uh, uh, Andy, did you want to introduce them, or do you guys want to tell us oh, about? Yeah. Oh yeah. Why don't Alex and yeah. take turns? You and Tara just. Tell us a little bit about uh, your work and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so collaboratively speaking, or I'll just start from myself. I, I uh, and then we'll segue, I guess, more into our collaborative process. I'm but um, <laughs> yeah, we're married. We're a couple. We met in Los Angeles uh, about four or five years ago. God. And um, and we actually met through because I was part of a, a show, an art show in a gallery at Last Last Projects was called. Yeah. Some really cool artists. And uh, this was at a time when I was on Facebook, which I'm not anymore because I become what I have. I Smart. just just like that uh, platform. Um, and yeah. but at the time I was on it, it was a way of communicating or staying in touch with friends, and that was the only reason why I was on it. But. Um, Tara saw she had some friends in the art show and saw I was on there and or I was showing art and she contacted me through Facebook saying, Hey, I like your art because I was doing animation stuff at the time. I was doing I still do music videos. Um, 
And I think I just put out an OCs video, uh, the band the OCs, um, if you're not familiar with them, but they're a cool, cool band, sort of psychedelic garage rock um, and more. And they go back to our old they, uh, San Francisco Yeah, they go days. back to our days in San Way Francisco. Um, basically, the band leader, John Dwyer, he does a lot of cool things, music, musically speaking, and, and a lot more. But um, so anyway, she was like, I like your video. And then we just, that's how we met. Uh, to, you know, just yeah, to cut to from a long story to a shorter one. Um, well, and I took some experimental animation classes at CalArts, so I was really like, oh, he's an experimental animator. So I was really excited right. about that. Cool. Yeah. And, cool. and yeah. I basically so, asked him out on Facebook. Right. <laughs> I know. One of those well, Facebook couples. Yeah. yeah totally. Right. As much as I freaking hate that, like I said, I think everybody said it, but I like it's just the irony behind yeah. it. I'm like, yeah. I oh, God. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I've been doing, um, and, like like music videos, animations. That's my that's my thing, and also illustration, visual art in general. Um, and I've also played in a lot of different bands because I mm -hmm. love music, and I think that ties in with my animations. That definitely ties in how I was able to um, connect with musicians because um, I I know a lot of musicians. Um, I love the t-shirts you make too. You and, some yeah, I used to make a lot of t-shirts, posters, album covers. Um, and and it's something I still do. Uh, I still play music. I mean, I have this other little project going on with which Tar and I collaborate with, um, called Spiridon. My first band, actually. <laughs> yeah, basically Tara, like yeah, she contributes a lot of the vocals because I'm not. I don't have a great voice, but uh, I do the instrumentation, all the instruments, and uh, Tara, like, creates a great hand in helping. Making some rock and roll songs. But yeah, I'm sorry, you're, what we, you're a good front person, Tara. I really like your vocals. So, but what yeah. do you, why do you say that? What do you why? like? Oh, it's yeah. just, I, I think it's funny because you're. I mean, you're a pretty mellow person. I know you get excited and stuff, but in the band, <laughs> you're like this like fierce warrior, like yeah. shouting, like it's <laughs> very, very like not who I think you are. But I, you know, like. <laughs> I, I think oh it's great God. too because I can also see like oh that's just under the surface. Andy, that is like the coolest thing anyone has ever said to me. Uh, thank you. <laughs> anyway, and then uh, and then Alex, all your stuff is awesome too. So I'm not trying. Oh no, to... it's our baby. <laughs> it's okay. I just I we've been in, me and Alex have been in bands together and stuff. So I'm, yeah. I guess I'm I, Tara's stuff was more surprising when I heard. I'm, it. I'm new on the scene. I'm new. On the scene. No, and I'm the first one to say I think Tara's art is it's I can't. It's much better than mine. Oh come on, get out! I, of I here. love her art, so it's. I'm yeah. like smirking. And that goes into like, I actually knew of her when I was living in San Francisco because she used to show in a lot of galleries and her art always blew me away. And it's just like, it's a crazy thing that I got to meet her years later in Los Angeles. But when LA, I mean, in San Francisco, I totally knew of her because she did these amazing, amazing, like ballpoint pen compositions, but huge and intricate. Nice. Hopefully I would be great if you could find them online. Some of them are on, online, but yeah. So anyway, so I knew of Tara and about her art, and I was always very inspired by her stuff. Tara, is that pointillism? It's kind of like the opposite of pointillism, I guess. <laughs> it's like okay. little... Linealism. Line, exactly, yeah. linealism. Anti-pointillism? <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, going going back uh, to my the beginning of my art making is um, I was part of this like gallery situation called Fecal Face. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fecal Face and, uh, is huge. Yeah, I got lucky. I don't know. I was part of this group. I, I kind of. Well, it, yeah. it was. Can you describe to people who don't have never been to that website what it is? Oh, God, yeah, this is, like, going way back, so I don't know what it's become. Is it even a thing well, what was it? anymore? What was it? But back then, um, it was started by this guy, John. Oh, man, now I'm just really digging deep in my memory. They had a lot of big uh, skateboard um, Yeah, like, I was kind of, I wasn't culture. a huge skateboarder, but I lived with a bunch of skateboarders, and um, I did an ollie once on the grass. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> It was I, oh, also I think I was part of that music. I mean, just by like going to shows and stuff, and also street art is what really like inspired me in the beginning. Like you know, skateboard art and street art and just like punk culture and things like that. Like early San Francisco days. Um, yeah. So oh, and I I don't know like some people were just like I remember how I was I guess I was really anti grad school at the time I was like fuck those people who went to grad school you know but secretly <laughs> I was just really intimidated you know and I I did end up going to grad school years later and people were like do you remember how you were like fuck those people <laughs> um, can we say the f word I'm sorry yes it's just, it's oh, yeah. but um. But yeah, then I ended up going to CalArts and I graduated in um, 2013. And that was, uh, how do you, yeah, conceptual art school. Um, somehow I found found my way from fecal face to, to CalArts, which is pretty mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. fecal yeah. face was kind of like, a, like an artist aggregate or something, right? <laughs> like, kind of like a boing boing for artists? Hmm. How would I, um... No, I mean they had their own gallery. They they, they had represent they represented artists. I guess um, you know I it's, I'm trying to remember now. It actually I think it started online, right? And yeah, then it was all, it was all, thing, it was yeah. all online, and then they would they would curate shows around San Francisco, and then they actually got this small space. And I had I actually had a solo show at their space, and I think. Uh, you know, I was starting to get really weird at the time. Like one of my favorite pieces in that show was um, I lived in this block in San Francisco and there was this house that had this unfortunate name that we would call it the crack house for lack of a better word. But, you know, folks were, you know, on drugs in that house. And um, what happened was actually one day it burnt down. Um, so the, the whole house was on fire and um, I went and I, I took the, the door. Um, I, I went in the middle of the night and I stole the door because half of it was completely burnt and the other half was just like white and pristine. Oh, cool. And to me, that was like such a metaphor for like San Francisco at the time. Um, just like yeah. this like facade and then all these, these things and, and these like happening um, behind closed doors. Um, but the, I remember at the time the gallery was like, what the fuck is this piece? You know, because I put the door in the middle of the room and I had <laughs> welded like some sort of like steel feet on the bottom. And I think I wrote something on the on the pristine side. I wish I remember what it said. But, you know, I was getting weird at that point. When they were just like they, they didn't like that kind of stuff, really. And that, that was the direction that ultimately, you know, I 
kind of went in going to CalArts. So I was like, I want my art to be about ideas. And, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't want it to just be pretty. Yeah. Um, I like making pretty work too, but yeah, I like I like the combination of like something visual and something that has some some meaning to it. So, yeah, yeah. that's me. Cool. Yeah. Oh, Are you guys in the band Spytron? We are changing the name to Spytron. That's Holy so shit. good. Yeah. I love that. That is, that is much better than the, the no. Spiridon. Spiridon. Yeah, no, it, uh, there's actually two ways you could say it, though. Spiridon or Spiridon. Yeah. But it comes from, the name comes from Spiros, which is actually Alex's dad. So it has, it's the Greek uh, yeah. origin. Yeah, what a <laughs> no, because I was thinking if you're both in a band, I could play this. I have it on the board, and I can play it, and we can talk about it after. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Which Chris, song? you ready? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You ready? Yeah. For, you ready for this right. song? All Is right. Whatever. Right. Uh, first, introduce the song, and so it introduce the song, and who's playing what first? Who me? Oh, like the song. What I think is it the song? Well, I'll just sent? play it. It's time okay. bomb. Okay, oh, cool. so yeah. yeah, time bomb. I'll just yeah. This is like my uh, like this is a song that I wrote. It reflects a lot of uh was during a time, of course, you know, as be right before COVID happened. But like as you know, these past few years have been pretty crazy with our with our power structure here in America. And you know, I was thinking about just these time bombs in America. Or what we're living in, and things are just at that, that like in the throes of what, what would be like a, almost like a bomb or a time bomb is ticking, and um, bomb, yeah. yeah, and I put this song Cincinnati because this is the one song that like I don't get, we don't get many plays on iTunes and stuff, but this one song yeah. for some reason gets played all the time in Japan. <laughs> like I, I I look at the stats. And, People in different cities throughout Japan. It's amazing. It's always this song. So I'm just like, oh, yeah. just do this one. Yeah. So, arigato. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's, that's the segue. Yeah. So, so I'll tell you if we get we get a lot of hits from Japan after we play this. All right, you guys. Yeah. So, so uh, just everybody stay quiet. We'll we'll play it and then we'll talk about it. All right. Okay. Ready.
All right. <laughs> Everybody's funny. talking about it. Make yeah. a song. In a small yeah. city in Hokkaido. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think in Okinawa. Man. All right. I got people talking. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. That was crazy. A, a crowd spontaneously appeared in the art shed. That and they're awesome. talking about it. What are they saying, Carl? Uh, they're all into it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm handing out all my beer and cheese and crackers right now. All right, uh, so we're back. Oh, right, right wow. on. That's great. That, I like the this feedback. so fun. Uh, good. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was a fun one. Any, you know, um, that was a I, I, this whole, the album, especially the song. So for me, I, I, I love, I love garage rock. I love, love the Stooges. And I think I was really, for this album, I was channeling a lot of the, like, a lot of that kind of sound, a little like early kind of punk sound. And, um, yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to think what, like, what, yeah, but I was also with this song, I was also, it was my attempt to write a pop song. <laughs> In a weird way. And so that's why with the certain well, changes and a little, the chorus, I was like, oh, I mean, how do I make it like a, sound more Beach Boys in a way, you know? So I was like, I was playing a lot with this one. And, um, and that's, this is, that was the product. But I recorded it all, all like a little four track. Yeah, and then yeah, I just read, yeah. yeah, I just did everything. <laughs> And then I would transfer from the four track to, and then redo, and then layer other instruments, and it was all that's how it's done, basically. And um, and then I have a friend who uh, who did the mastering. He's got this recording studio in um up in Dutchess County, New York. It's called Triangle House. Um, my friend Ian, and he was able to work some magic with uh, with the with the levels and making it sound a lot like just more enhanced and better. That it actually did the, from the original recordings because I was only able to do so much with the four track. He he plays drums yeah. on it. On not this songs, one, no. But some not on this one. Yeah, it was a. But anyway, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Do you have any questions? I'm cool. happy. Uh, so is this pretty much um, just a recording project, or do you guys have you done any live performances at all? Well, I love for me it's it's with music. It's mostly about playing live, and that's ultimately what I really love doing. Um, but I put the album out and in March, like the, the, begin, oh, the beginning God. of March. <laughs> yeah. so that was, so I had to put a halt on any sort of aspirations to go out and play because, uh, we're, I was definitely planning on it. Um, and I was going to be you know, figuring a way of making that happen. We moved to New York city, uh, just like a, a month before, uh, we were living upstate. We moved down for basically to pursue a better life in just be more, get involved more in the artistic world, in the music world, and then all of a sudden, yeah, as you know, the, the shit hit the fan. Yeah. Right, so. and I, I know that affected uh, uh, Tara a lot, too, because you, Tara, you got this amazing job right when you moved to New York, right? Yeah, so besides being an artist, I've always been into, like, um, the art, nonprofit, education world, and so, like, I finally got this, like, <laughs> this coveted museum ah, education job, um, you know, after all these years of like these little struggling away, these little art nonprofits, which I love, but now it's like, oh, I'm in a museum. It's it's big time. And then, yeah, I only got to work there one month. 
then, no. um, yeah, just one month that we moved to New York, we were like ready. We had like spirit on, <laughs> like we were gonna like go to art shows, and I yeah. finally was getting paid like not oh, a lot, but like a more right. more in the normal realm of of pay. Yeah, right. we were made. We were like yeah, we were living uh, very like living the dream for like a month. Yeah, we left. Oh. We're like we're dealing with poverty in upstate so we're like we're gonna make this happen all right here we go <laughs> i know yeah. i was working at the yeah. children's museum of the arts so it was like you know working with a bunch of amazing talented artists and people just really driven to work with diverse kids and make cool art and then yeah it just it didn't happen mm. and then we we literally i don't know if i should even say this but we literally moved in with alex's uh parents yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, guys, when you're when you know when you're at our age and going back to your parents, it's like as much as great people. I mean, as you could probably attest, it's like, but living with the parents is yeah, yeah. it's a whole like no, yeah. Man. It was actually I want to say one thing about it, but like I, just so you guys like I had a crazy upbringing. I grew up in New York City. Uh, it was like New York City in the 80s and my parents had an open marriage and they were artists and they had I had no curfew. I was like going to clubs at like 13 and this was like <laughs> the meatpacking district and like back in the like people don't even know what New York yeah. was like. Yeah, the old New then. York man. Yeah. It was like yeah. yeah, I was like a tough little kid and I remember being on the subways at like three in the morning alone at like 13 and like just cra the craziest shit you could possibly imagine. Like my parents were completely just, I was like, I usually just describe it as like free range upbringing, totally free range. Um, I didn't, yeah. And then, um, oh, and so what was fascinating and then like at, at the, you know, the middle of my life, I'm moving in with someone else's parents. And at first I was like, this is amazing because like Alex's parent, like it's the total suburban dream. Like they have a huge yard and like mom makes breakfast, lunch and like gourmet dinner. Like she's <laughs> like, you know, they're like European, his family. So everything is like amazing. And they have like laundry and they have like clean sheets all the time. <laughs> and like knickknacks everywhere and fake flowers and vases and the whole shebang you know yeah, yeah. and she even does your laundry and really folds know. the clothes for your for you like yeah that's a little much, <laughs> could not much. Even. at yeah. first i was like oh this is like paradise this is heaven yeah like i get to eat basic <laughs> food and someone's doing my laundry like it was great for like a week right and then i'm like ah yeah. i'm like where's my freedom i can't cook my own food i can't yeah. yeah, I'm like I don't want someone touching my dirty underwear, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Paradise lasted for like one week. I know. I mean, you really start valuing like, your own oh. independence. But like, I yeah. like to have like do things on my on my own volition. Thank you. I was just fascinated yeah. though too by like how because like me and Alex are so similar, and then we just had such different yeah. upbringings. That's true. It was really interesting yeah. for me. But yeah. well, that's the story. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a nice <laughs> little video. Uh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a huge, huge shift. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, ha sure. have you guys yeah. settled into it now? Or, or, or is it still feel no, we're, odd? We're still, <laughs> yeah, we're still trying to find our place. Um, we're now living in up, upstate New York, um, in Saugerties, New York. It's like basically the base, the foothills of the Catskills, more or less. Right. We're 10 miles from Woodstock, uh, but we're along on the Hudson River. It's it's beautiful. It's quite idyllic. I mean, it's like 
And the, where we live in Saugerties, it's such a cute little little place. Yeah, we live right um, on the water. Has a lot rich in history, yeah. like many many uh, towns and cities that that are built on the on the Hudson River. It's usually like there's a lot of rich history which is entailed in their their identity and in their architecture in general. Yeah. Um, so that stuff, I love, I love, I love that stuff. Um, and I also love the outdoors and I love the mountains. So that, that's, uh, that's the shift we're dealing with, but we're also, we're still trying to find our placing. Like we don't have anything like steady when it comes to, Oh, like having a job that we want to be doing and we don't have a home. We're renting a temporary apartment. So we're still, we we had this one moment where we were staying in this like old, um, health, Center right, we are we are living in an office, <laughs> a health office, in, in in the woods so at this weird. at this educational facility where we got a little work this summer. Yeah. Um, basically, they gave us housing and um, and it's, it was on this like massive acreage in in uh, Rhinebeck, New York, where we were living on a lake. It was really pretty. It was so it was nice, and we were doing interior design, which we've never done, but somehow we got this job. You <laughs> are. <laughs> And yeah, it so is. Uh, yeah, so we were there towards the end of the summer, uh, and then, um, and then we ended up. But they ended up putting us up because of COVID. They shut down the health center, so they they didn't have room in their housing. So they gave us, like, w- they put us up in this place in this health center, which only had bunk beds for little kids. And so, it turns oh, out they were, really, they were really moldy. I was like, and, why oh, am I yeah. getting migraines? Oh yeah, it was time? moldy. It was and then cold. we looked under the mattress and we're like, oh. It was intense. <laughs> and, uh, and it was like, this is like a nonprofit. You know, they do good things, especially for kids who are uh, on like, the spectrum or need help. It's the whole and But it was also, but when it comes to like, you know, you hear a lot about how nonprofits can be very disorganized in some ways. Right, um, right. This, this was like this. Oh, we can't right, say the name now. So. No, no, I won't say that. Yeah. But it's like, they, they could write, this like writes the book of like, like what people talk about how this nonprofits yeah. really are like I mean I don't even, wreck yeah, I don't even know if this is interesting but I you know with COVID I was you know since I mentioned I was always interested in education I was so cute we don't have kids Alex and, and myself so I was like oh I wonder what parents are going through you know the whole school situation and all that and then all of a sudden I find myself like running a remote learning center at this place so I was 100% oh. <laughs> Yeah, like you guys didn't even know. I went from zero to just like really understanding like every little intricacy about what the kids are going through, what teachers are going through, because basically the center that I ran there was like kids would come in and they would have to do their online schoolwork and we would have to guide them through that process. And then, you know, I had to organize like recreational stuff after that. But it's like I really got a sense of basically kind of like what a what a mess it is right now um, yeah. which i'm sure like i don't know chris has kid you oh carl has a kid too i'm sure you guys are all dealing with this but um mm. it was really hard because ultimately i was held responsible if like a kid wasn't doing their work it was like kind of like i would get the phone calls and i and i was like the stress was like the really stress for like 50 hour weeks and basically making essentially less than minimum wage. Yeah. And it was like, it was, yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. So we're like, we got to get out of here. Uh, they promised us. Well, you know, they you know the old but, adage. Say again? You know, you it? know the old adage, the less you get paid, the more work it is. 
Yeah, that, yeah. The less you get paid, the more work you get. Uh, you have yeah. to do. Yeah, that's. I feel like that adage is like is tattooed on my arm. It's that's tattooed it. on my <laughs> face. Yeah. Life, man. I just made that up. Well, I'm like I'm getting it. Carl, I'm getting it tattooed. That'll be the name of Spytron's first album. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's gonna be Spytron, man. Anything oh, with yes. Tron in it, we could segue into sci-fi. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, do you have, if you have any questions for Tara, I would like to run downstairs and grab myself <gasps> another beer, if that's what? okay. Alex, that's not cool. It'll be. It will take me yeah, like thirty it's, seconds. That's okay. No, it's, it's totally cool. Yeah, you, you oh, can you talk about it. one guess. It's hard having okay. two guests. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, I'll be right you, back. Here's Tara. Okay. I, Andy, I, I, what, uh, what do you got? Well, I mean, I think the interesting Um, thing I'm noticing in the conversation so far is we're talking about this kind of like lifestyle that's like, you know, like the artist lifestyle. It's you and Alex are both like mired in this, this like trying to make it work. And uh, we really are. And and like, it's just kind of like you're just kind of like floating from one thing to another, hoping something will be more stable. But it's really like this like survivor lifestyle and like. Kind of like, like you said, like all of a sudden you're interior designers and then all of a sudden right. you're teaching something and then, oh, we're making a bit, ba- we're doing a band now. And, you know, like, it, yeah, I, it's really interesting. I mean, like, I imagine it's a very, it's very s- stressful, but then it's also like very interesting. Like, I know you, Tara, specifically have had a lot of like cool, weird jobs. Like, I know you, you were a cobbler for a while and I don't know if you're doing that just for art's sake or for work but yeah the cobbler thing seems to be pretty memorable people really gravitate towards that um it is cool i think it was really empowering being able to make my own shoes um for me like i had just graduated cal arts and as i mentioned cal arts is like deep steeped in concept this conceptual art world so for me yeah making shoes did become like an art practice but it was about like my relationship with la just like how i didn't so first of all, I didn't know how to drive, and I went to LA as a <laughs> person. There yeah. are a lot of people. I I was really surprised when I moved to LA. There were a lot of animators who had no idea how to drive, and I'm like, "How are you living here?" Oh my god, it was so hard. Oh, I had to buy my first like you know beat up like nine, 1992 Honda, and I just like all on my own, and yeah. Right. Just, I had to learn how to drive in LA. It was insane. And so well, it, it, it makes sense because you were grew up in New York. So why would you drive? Right. Grew up right. in New York. Right. And then I lived, I guess, just go in the back. So grew up in New York. I went to Sarah Lawrence. I got like a, I studied post-colonial studies. I went to, I was really pissed that they only had like, you know, their abroad programs were only to like Euro, Eurocentric countries. So I like went to Africa with this other program um and then i lived in japan oh and then i was a social worker for a year in new york there's some stories there for sure um and then (laughs) i lived in japan for three years after that and then i lived in india for a year after that and then i was mainly in san francisco la and then upstate new york and here and that sort of is like my whole trajectory but um i don't know why i went on that tangent (laughs) why was i saying I don't know. That's awesome. Tara, did you say 
Tara, uh, you told me you went to Africa. What's it like in Africa? Yeah, so this was like, oh my God, I'm so old, so I'm dating myself. But this is kind of amazing because there was no cell phones. So um, right. I went I went abroad to Africa without In most of human history, there was no cell phones. Right, that's true. Thank you for giving that perspective on my age. Um, yes. Um, so basically, yeah, I went to Africa. It was a cultural studies abroad program. I shouldn't say Africa, Ghana specifically. Um, Africa is, of course, a huge continent. So, um, but the thing that I did was I was such a nut that I actually ran away from the program. Um, nice. I why, why, was yeah. there a reason? Well, so I was studying traditional religion and I was like meeting up with different like priestesses and like religious figures. It's basically like a matriarchal um, system that I'd never been introduced to before. You know, I was sort of like really familiar with these wow. like patriarchal religions. So, yeah, it was like really mind blowing to see um, a, like a matriarchal religion and also that like it wasn't really in the canon of like many religious studies classes at the time. So I, you know, that was really interesting to learn about like traditional religion in Africa. Um, so basically, yeah, I just got it. Talk about interesting. I mean, it's like, I just got pulled into it and I just ran away from the program and I just sort of like, I slept in sleeping bags off the side of the road and I was pretty nutty. I have to say when I was young, I definitely, I, I would do that bed. too. So. Yeah. We're all about weird religions here in the shed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, not yeah. weird. Sorry. And traveling. Other yeah. religions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, like, yeah, different religions. Yeah, yeah. Um, Psychedelic yeah, religions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely saw, um, you know, things that I, you know, I, I had the honor of being introduced to different religious circles that I feel, you know, were very, like, very special um, that maybe other touristy folks probably didn't get a chance to see um but yeah so basically i ran away from the program for and there was no phones again so for like a couple months or something and then i just like meandered my way back to to the program <laughs> and they, they were like what the fuck you know i didn't even they were like you know we didn't know where you were your parents had no idea and i remember the, the yeah the woman that ran the program, she just looked at me because I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll do the Peace Corps. But I thought that was like a really patronizing structure, the Peace Corps, because I got to meet some of them in Africa, too. And I mean, basically, it was like, what are, what are you have to teach African people that they don't have to teach you type of thing? But, um, you know, because it seemed like a lot of people right. in the Peace Corps there were like messing things up, basically, is what I'm right. saying. But basically, she, you know, I was thinking about it. And she was like, she was a big Peace Corps lady. And she was just like, you will never be Peace Corps material. Like, she was oh, no. so mad at me. Awesome. But that was her one big diss to me, you know. You will never be Peace Corps material. That was her, like, telling me to, like, fuck off. That um, your, that's like in the trailer for your life movie. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Wait, wait, say that again, Tara, so I can use that as the, in the intro. Say it again. <laughs> You will never be Peace Corps material. <laughs> All right, that's the intro. <laughs> I guess I never was either because I never Peace Corps. Yeah, yeah, so, I don't well, know how. I mean, God forbid you ever join the military. You're not even Peace Corps material. Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah that, that's one of my stories. That is, that's cool. You, you got to see some ghosts or spirits. Yeah, right? I, saw, spirits. I saw some, I don't know, like possession type of things happening. Like, like, oh, what do you sweet. Mean? Okay. Yeah, can you go, go into, into that? that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Well, which one? Um, <laughs> hmm. So many. Well, to okay. From. Well, I just, so, so this is kind of a crazy story. I was just like walking through this like random village that, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a, I had no GPS. I was literally just like loose and gone. Um, so I'm like walking through this village and um, there's this like really old woman and she kind of like, you know, gestures to me to follow her. And I'm like, okay. And um, so she takes me down these, this yeah. like back, back alley and I'm kind of like, all right you know i have no idea what's going on or where she's taking me and then so she's taking me through these like back alleys and then there's a chair she brings me to this chair and she sits me down and i remember like she starts like washing my feet and then i'm like oh wow and then so and then she i guess i think she sort of like purified me to um allow me entrance into this like sort of spiritual gathering that was happening in this like small town. So I was pretty, you know, I was young at the time, but I remember like sitting down, I sat down, there's like this white sort of chalk that is surrounding the ceremonial space. And so I remember there was like a really young woman sitting next to me and she was smiling at me and I was like, oh, I felt so safe. And like, she was like my age and I felt, I felt good, you know? And, um, and then, you know, they're doing some different ritual types of things. And then she gets up and she crosses into the area that is, you know, the sacred area, like on the other side of the, the white chalk and in the circle. And so what happens is like, she stood up and I still can't really do this, but she stood up and like, she's her, she was completely straight and her body just went like, meow, it went like at a 45 degree angle and she right this is yeah yeah and she started to walk like that like if you try it it's like humanly not possible i tried afterwards and i was just like 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 some sort of michael jackson dance just no just straight walking i don't know i really don't know to this day like how um it's impossible but that's so defied gravity sort of thing yeah, I mean, you know, you you did sort of know, even though I didn't speak the same language, you knew what was happening in the circle was like people were sort of like leaving their bodies in a certain way. I don't know how to gotcha. describe it. That, that, was her you know, knees bent? No, her knees were not bent. Nope, nope. Definitely how was, I'm not. trying to like, I'm trying to think how you could walk at a 45 degree angle. That's what I'm like, saying. Is yeah. she like, like straight and 45 degree? Like, yeah, that's like, that was it. <laughs> that was really what happened. Her feet are touching the ground. Her... Uh, I, 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 I mean, maybe it was like on the. She, I feel like she was walking on her heels, but I mean, that's that. That was the kind of stuff that I was privileged to see when I ran away from the abroad program <laughs> in college. <laughs> And that is why, yeah, I didn't contact yeah. anyone because I was like, you know. Yeah, doing why, that kind of why stuff. would you? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're yeah. having adventures. Yeah. Alex. Like I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No. Oh, sorry. Finish no. up, Tara. And then. No, no we, we okay. need to. 
we gotta keep going on the Africa thing. What else did you yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. I love these stories. Well, just okay, I guess another five seconds of let me see. Like one time I walked through a village and I met the priestess woman and like so she sat me in her little room and like she's like, Okay, I mean this was all like not through the language of English, but it's like I sort of you you understood what was happening. But she basically was like, Okay, I'm gonna call in the spirits now. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And like, so all of a sudden she like opens up her arms and like, I swear to God, like a huge breeze like came through the, her house and it just like opened the shutters and opened the door. And there was this bottle sitting in front of her. And, you know, you kind of knew that this bottle was like the ceremonial thing, but the bottle basically like fell down, turned around and pointed right at me. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. Yes. Like stuff what like that. Mean? <laughs> What'd you say? What does it mean? What did she say oh. it meant? You have to kiss a ghost? I mean, it was all <laughs> like because of the language barrier. All I remember from that conversation is somehow I figured out that like when you are um chosen as the religious leader of that village you go out into the forest and you you know this is like through my like western stupid language but you basically like you see spirits and you talk with spirits and the spirits introduce you to the power of the plants and somehow that message was relayed through i i don't know but you know when like i said yeah, I was studying the traditional religion, so that you know, I was sort of trying to get um, information around how it all worked. So that was what hmm. I remember from that conversation or that communication, hmm. um, what she taught me in that session. So, but <laughs> anyways, I don't know. This is a tangent. So yeah, Alex, no, no, no. <laughs> this is what we're trying to get to at every podcast. Yeah, we're trying to go at this. Yeah, point. we're trying to go here. Wherever like the hell it, we right? are, we're trying to go here. Yeah. Oh, great. No, well, that's it's awesome. an honor. Yeah. yeah. A- a- Alex, you've, you've done a lot of traveling too. I remember you had yeah. like a crazy story about some guy you met in Malaysia that you wrote a song about. Is that a Oh, the Malaysian man. God. Oh, so I was, I was making my way up to like the Golden Triangle area. I was in Thailand and going my way north. And I was staying at this uh, little place. Yeah. And it was, it was at this little hostel. I was staying in this. Yeah, that's right. Now, Andy, that's a long. It's a long time. So my yeah. memory is like, wow. I'm trying to gather what ex- all the facts. Um, yeah, this guy. He was a character. He was a guy. He had broken English, but he was telling me he was. Uh, he had crutches though, and he had like only use of one leg, and he was making his way into the Golden Triangle because he was going to bring back, I think some like some good drugs back to Malaysia. So he can uh, sell or whatnot. And, uh, and is this a locked to... up abroad episode? <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> no, this guy, and basically, he wanted me to travel with him and join him. And his, oh, like, yeah. His, you know, yeah, totally. <laughs> then, I feel like for my, my stories of traveling are more in relation to these sort of scenarios. I love Tara's stories, they're more like. I feel like they're enriched with meaning. And oh, come on, get out of here. For me, it's like... It's <laughs> like, like keep going on the story, man. Keep going on the story. 
No, no. I basically, but I left it at that because, of course, I didn't go traveling with him. But whenever, but I would travel north, and I, but I would always run into him. And he would be like, hey, Alex, hey, Alex. And then want to hang out. And I'd be like, I'd hang out for a moment. But because I'm by myself traveling, I'm like that sort of like New York or whatever you want to call it, that mentality where like you just don't trust anyone. Uh, like that, that sort of sentiment, like in, in or that attitude, just kicks in. So you just like right. go so far, but you're like, no, bud, I ain't going anywhere with you. Um, and which is sometimes like I feel it's held me back in ways in my travels because who knows? Yeah. Maybe it led to something. Either like it could have led to something really bad, or you know, I would have been. I'd be like to this day in a Lao prison. I don't know. Or well, you have a better story to tell us than it just ends for you leaving the guy. I know it hasn't ended. He hasn't gotten to the good part of the story yet, Carl. Oh, go on, go on. Okay, I brought up this story. What what, what is the good part? Wasn't he like a CIA operative or something? That's what he told me. Yes. So, but as far as that, that's why the whole premise of like the song came up because like he was telling, he told me he's like he's going up to the Golden Triangle because he's actually working for the CIA. And he's done work with the CIA, and 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 that in itself was like, wow, that's crazy that you're telling me this. Number one, <laughs> but also that you want me to go traveling with you, as like, as what? I don't know. And and that was like hey. those, those were the red flags, basically. <laughs> I decided not to pursue my uh, my little quest in the Golden Triangle with this man from Malaysia who works with the CIA. Well, he probably doesn't. Most CIA yeah. people don't reveal themselves like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I think yeah. that's also, yeah, that was more my, luckily, that's not even a, that's just called pure common sense. And yeah, <laughs> it has nothing to do with being like from New York and, you know, it's like, yeah, of course. Um, but that, that happens. Like, and then later on, and on, on when I was journeying around, I had to get back to Bangkok. And then I had this guy I was walking. I was in like the whole like tourist section where I was nibbling on some some grasshoppers because they have deep fried grasshopper. And uh, I was like, oh, I got it. It's like popcorn, basically. And you could get either like the larvae or the like the the babies or the big grasshoppers that are deep fried and they're still like intact. And um, so, but I, I opted for the mid the mid range grasshoppers. I'm just munching on them. They're salted and they have like a little lime juice in them, and they're they're, they're tasty. Yeah. And I had this guy come up with me, and he was a Sikh. He had like his turban. He was in, and he walks up to me, and he had these resonating, hypnotic eyes that are wide and just open. And he just nice. walked up to me, and he looked at me. He said, "Alexander." I'm like, what? He's like, I need to speak with you. It's important we talk. There's a lot of things in your life we need to discuss right now. And I've never seen this guy in my entire life. But, again, if I wasn't by myself, maybe my choices, my actions would have been different. But I was just like, hell no. That was my (laughs) reaction. I'm like, no, I ain't going anywhere with you, buddy. And because also I'm a big believer in uh, the power of hypnotism, you know, where I just felt like looking at this guy and into his eyes, I just knew like somehow he would just Jedi mind trick me into like some weird things that I'd be probably like to this day might be sending him like, you know, 
hundreds okay. of dollars or whatever. Sleeper agent. So, yeah, yeah, or whatever they be. He's gonna pull some like Nixium shit on me. I don't know. <laughs> or I just like that. The whole power of hypnotism is like it's fascinating, but it also mm. scares the shit out of me mm. at times. So anyway, that's I didn't mean to like go on a little tangent there, but uh. Mm. Travel There's a lot of other travel. I lived in Argentina for a little while. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I, I think we got to wrap up this episode, but oh, maybe we yeah, can talk more you about tra- we can do more travel stuff in the next one. Okay. I, got yeah, you, got I you, have a, I have an idea on how to handle this uh, this interview next time. Actually, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have an idea. So anyway. Um, uh, everybody give uh, – so you guys, uh, Alex and Tara, uh, first, whoever wants to go first, tell us about your – just say your websites. This is what we do. This is how we sign oh. off. We say our website, and then we um, we play the music. Okay. So, Tara, you want to go first? Uh, my website is uh, feralprojects.com. How do you yeah. spell that? Feral? Just Yeah, like a feral cat. Feral Projects. Feral Projects. My website is alextheateropolis.com. <laughs> and then we have a website together, which is... Yeah, yeah. and our collaborative website is uh, spiritron.com. No, just Spiridon. Uh, Spiridon. It's uh, spiridon.com. That's S-P-Y-R-O-D-O-N. Dot com and that's our that's that that links to both our websites actually from there so because i know no one's going to be able to go to alex <laughs> <laughs> so, so like yeah so that links to both and, and also feral projects uh yeah that's it awesome cool yeah andy uh yeah you can find my stuff at andyristino.com that has links to my youtube channel and my twitter and my tumblr and Instagram there. So Chris, what do you got? And uh same as always, Live Fire Cook on Instagram and livefirecook.com. Like well, actually livefirecook.com is down at the moment. Soon to return. <laughs> um but Live Fire Cook on everything. Yeah. Um my website is madcarl.com or madspiral.com. That takes you to both places. But I mostly update Facebook and Instagram at Carl. Just look up Carl Ristino, R-I-S-T-A-I-N-O. And I know you guys have met bartenders before. And the bartender says, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay in the damn art shed. So get the hell out of the art shed. <laughs> Thanks to uh, everyone for listening. Thanks to Tara and Alex for uh, being our guests. Thanks to Carl and Chris for hosting. Uh, Thanks to Ed Guild and uh, Andy Santaspago for the Mad Carl stop. Uh, Talk to you guys last week. Oh, oh, they, 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 they
made it for my uh, for the for the show. That's Fago, he's a good surf guitar.